0: The Giants are banged up and they're burnt out and it's starting to show with their performance on the field as they lose this series to the Mets after losing the series to the Toronto Blue Jays. And now they come home after an overnight flight and have to play another series starting tonight. You are locked on Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked on Giants, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on the show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis website's Beyond the Box Score, and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Uh, We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube, so check us out there and hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. And coming up on today's show... We're going to talk about the Giants series in New York, which started off well with some late-game heroics by Patrick Bailey, which we'll get to later, and there was some fun with the Mets beat reporter, uh, like I have been saying, kind of not having heard of Patrick Bailey before he made a huge impact in the game, and then uh, after that, though, the Giants lost the next two games and they lost a series, like I said, following up on a series loss in Toronto. And so the the main kind of takeaway for me is that if you watch these games and if you're looking at this team, they are so banged up and also burnt out. And the, the travel schedule has been a little bit ridiculous and treacherous. And it started with like, I mean, it's been all season when you're a West Coast team, especially with this new schedule where you're playing every American League team, at least not just at least you're playing every American League team once. So it means more Eastern travel essentially for the Giants, like going to Toronto, for example. And so it started then when they got in really late in Toronto. But then they had a day off in Toronto at least. But then the, the finale of the series in Toronto was a night game kind of inexplicably to me. I don't understand that the Giants don't do that where they have, you know, at home a night game in the finale of a series. It's bad form for the team that has to travel afterwards, which the Blue Jays did not. So I don't, I don't get why teams can even do that. And so the Giants had to. Leave late after a game in Toronto and go to New York. They didn't get into New York until like 4 a.m. or something, and they, you know, you got to go through customs coming in from Canada. And so all of this might sound like excuses, but it's really it it has an impact for sure. And then after, and then this series, just to the last thing about kind of the treacherous schedule here is that the finale last night was also a night game because. ESPN picked it up as the Sunday night baseball game, not because of the Giants, but because of the Mets. And so if you watch that game, the Mets, uh, the broadcasters, it was a Mets broadcast. Like they, uh, their whole focus was on the Mets and their season and blah, blah, blah. They didn't even mention like the playoff standings and the fact that the Giants were in a playoff spot. It was all about the Mets and their season at Pete Alonso and the struggles and playing in New York and blah, 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 blah. But anyway, it stinks for the Giants because that game ended at o- past 10 o'clock Eastern time. And then they've got to get on a plane maybe like three or four hours after the game ends and then fly all the way back to San Francisco where they got in at 3.20 a.m. Pacific time. So that's their bodies are used to that being 6.20 uh, Eastern time. But so like morning They got in in their morning, and then they have a game tonight followed by a day game tomorrow because it's the 4th of July. And so when I say they're burnt out, I mean they're burnt out. This is like an unusually difficult part of the schedule in terms of travel, and they've they've had a lot of Eastern trips. And so anyway... They're also banged up. Like they're, if you like, I was saying, if you're watching these games and you're looking at the team and you're seeing like Austin Slater is starting against right-handed pitching, you've got, you're missing Lamont Wade Jr. from your lineup against right-handed pitching and Michael Conforto and Mike Yastrzemski is on the injured list and Mitch Haniger is on the injured list. And suddenly, I think I did, you know, like four or five episodes ago, I said the injury, like the Giants are playing well, but these injuries might just catch up with them and I think that that's a little bit of what we've been seeing especially these last two games in New York they got shut down by Justin Verlander who was to his credit really good it wasn't like he was just pitching poorly and the Giants weren't able to take advantage he was as good as he can kind of be at this stage of his career which is still really good and then in the Sunday night game it was just kind of Tough ma- tough matchups in the beginning, but I thought that they did a really good job kind of clawing their way back in, being able to use their bench of left-handed hitters. Just a lot of dangerous left-handed hitters they had available off the bench, given that there was a left-handed starter. So you're able to go to Jock Peterson off the bench, Blake Sable, who hit a pinch hit home run off the bench, uh, Lamont Wade Jr. came off the bench, and I think those were the only three, but... Yeah, I mean, this was a game where you had Casey Schmidt starting, Bryce Johnson starting, Luis Matos, who had a good game offensively, but there were some rookie mistakes kind of mixed in. And you've also got Flores in the starting lineup, but he's usually in there against a left-handed starter. But they're just banged up. The pitching staff is banged up, too, which has caused all these games where you're using, like they did yesterday, stripling for Two innings and then Wood, who was really not good at all, for one and two thirds, and then Tristan Beck. And I mean, I we're gonna discuss this next, but the the way that they actually did the pitching in the finale of this series and last night's game, I did not agree with the decision to remove Ross Stripling, and so. Coming up in just a minute, we're going to turn our attention to that decision, the specifics of pulling Ross Stripling when they did and why I, I mean, you never know exactly what's going on, but why I think it was a mistake and also just some more injury updates and can the Giants recover and get a... Good night's sleep despite coming in in their morning. It's morning for the San Francisco Giants. And then just where they are in the playoff picture. Because as as much as this was a tough road trip, they're still in a pretty good position, but they've got to stay mentally strong and just make it through this last homestand before the all-star break. So we will get into all of that in just a minute. But before we do, this episode is brought to you by Ibotta. Are you finally taking that summer vacation that you've been planning, but dreading buying all the necessities before you take off? It's time to stop spending your hard-earned money without getting anything in return. Enter Ibotta. The average Ibotta user earns $120 a year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, or you could use your cash back to buy that flight that you've been eyeing, that game you're dying to go to, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash back that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands or retailers, too, when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code MLB when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code MLB. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MLB. Alright, here we go. A lot more to get to after we've discussed the treacherous schedule that the Giants have been dealing with. It wasn't just about the teams they were facing. It was about the travel. And it and it will be after the All-Star break too, but you get that those four days off and we will discuss. Giants only have one All-Star, and that All-Star is probably... Uh, the one you worry about the least in terms of rest, and so we'll we'll discuss that a bit later, and how it's they they had many snubs, but also they need the rest, and so it's kind of a bittersweet kind of thing. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day, every dayers. Tomorrow on the show, we will be discussing can the Giants, uh, like I said, sleep fast? I I don't know how they do it. It is treacherous, but. They play the Mariners tonight at 645 Pacific, and you can catch every pitch of the Giants' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app, Search Giants. It's going to be Logan Webb on the mound. He flew back to San Francisco prior to last night's game, and so he got adequate rest. And so at least you have that, and you have Mike Yastrzemski, who uh, wasn't in New York with the team but was in Sacramento making a couple— Rehab assignment appearances, and so I think that's kind of more just to keep him fresh. And like, why not? If he, I think he DH'd both times, or at least one time, the first game. But having Mike Iskremski come back, I heard that they they're hopeful that Mike Michael Conforto could possibly pinch hit, which is not the most like exciting sentence in the world. They hope he might be able to pinch hit versus like be in the starting lineup because. He could DH. I mean, Jock Peterson has played some outfield recently due to necessity, and I don't know. So you could get creative there, and they're going to have to, and they're going to have to be mentally tough. Dealing with this game is tough enough coming up, but then you you turn it over and you don't get rest the, ne- the next day either because it's an unusual day game uh, in the middle of a series because it's the 4th of July. And so that that's kind of rough on the Giants. But just to give you a update on their position in the standings and just some other kind of injury updates to wrap up where they are in terms of being banged up. Their position in the standings, they've lost two in a row. They've lost some ground here, but they're only three and a half back in the division and they still hold a spot in the wildcard standings. They're a game ahead of the uh, Reds and Brewers who are tied for first in the Central. And so whichever team kind of you know, they're tied right now. So whoever becomes the first place team isn't in the wild card picture, but the Giants, they hold that third wild card spot. If the season ended today, they would play the winner of the division in the central, whether it was the Reds or the Brewers. And so that wouldn't be the worst thing, especially if it was Cincinnati. I know they're playing well, but both of those teams have negative run differentials. And so uh, the Giants also have a one and a half game lead over the Phillies, and then there's a big drop off after that. The next team in the picture here is the Pirates, who are six and a half games back of the Giants, and also the Marlins have been losing. They got swept by the Braves, and so that's the first wild card team. And the Giants are only one and a half back of them, and the Dodgers are only half a game ahead of the Giants in the wild card standings. And also obviously in the division. But the Padres have continued to flounder. They're eight games back of the Giants. The Mets are eight games back of the Giants. So it's really looking like either the Reds or Brewers or Phillies, who are that main challenger. And then you've got a six and a half game cushion over everybody else. And so therefore, the playoff odds for the Giants, according to fan graphs, are still a very nice 69%. And that is among the top's In the National League, you've got the Braves at 100% rounded, of course. They haven't actually clinched. I think people don't realize 99.9, if they're not rounding or 99.99 is going to be rounded to 100. It doesn't mean they're saying it's, there's zero chance that it, that they could miss the playoffs because they haven't clinched yet. So, of course, there's a chance. But, Uh, After that, the Dodgers are listed at 88%, the Diamondbacks are at 79% as they continue to play well, and the Giants at 69% have the fourth best playoff odds in the National League according to Fangraphs. So yeah, despite being burnt out and banged up, and it doesn't just extend to the players we've even discussed today. It goes beyond that. I didn't even mention, I kind of alluded to the starting rotation, but Anthony DiSclefani made a start in New York, and after the game, he said that he was running on fumes. And also credit to Kapler, who said, quote, there's something really important in the honesty of what Tony said. A lot of players feel what he said, He just and he just said it. A lot of people may criticize that. I think it's admirable for a player to tell the truth. You're tired, you're gassed. And I agree, like the Giants create a safe kind of environment for players to be honest like that. And I think that it's important because you want to know if the guy's running on fumes. Uh And in the past, it was like just kind of push through it. But in this case, I mean, it might warrant putting him on the injured list and, giving that spot to somebody else, like activating Mike Yastrzemski tonight or, you know, calling up somebody else or just going with maybe Ross Stripling or something like that, which, by the way, I want to get into that as well. But they're missing Scott Alexander, John Brebia, and Luke Jackson in the bullpen. Scott Alexander made a rehab appearance and... Uh, is eligible to be activated on Wednesday, and so getting him back would be important and hopefully happens soon. And then in that starting rotation, I suppose there's nobody technically on the injured list. It's just that you've got a bunch of guys kind of coming out of the pen. Sean Manaya came out of the pen and just continued to be impressive in that role. But I thought that Ross Stripling, who just is coming off the IL, he was like kind of excellent through the first two innings last night making the start it was his first start in a long time his second appearance since coming off the il i believe and kapler was interviewed mid-game in this espn broadcast and he said when asked like how many how long can stripling go because it was you know they know that he was just recently coming off the il and he said you know around 60 pitches plus or minus like maybe a little more maybe a little less and it was kind of a quote read and react situation and what I don't understand quite is saying that and then they didn't I mean maybe they were reading and reacting to where the Mets were in their lineup and the fact that in that third inning they there happened to be they happened to be at a part of the lineup that went left right left and And so they pulled Stripling in favor of Alex Wood, who admittedly his last time out went five shutout innings out of the pen against the Blue Jays. And so they've got that in their minds and it's a pocket of primarily primarily lefties coming up. But at the same time, you're taking out a pitcher who if you're just obviously people like overstate like that Kapler doesn't watch the game or see what's going on. He knew that stripling was sharp. He Anybody could see that, right? That stripling was sharp and stripling was cruising, but it was just more like we want to get Wood into this game eventually, or we need to, and that this was as good of a spot to do it as any. And, you know, they like the idea of giving these guys – the opportunity to come in to a clean inning, like the start of an inning. When you're Alex Wood, you don't, he probably doesn't want to come in to an existing inning where there's guys on base. And so that's kind of part of the thinking too. But at the same time, Stripling had thrown 24 pitches and Capler had said he could go 60. I mean, he could have gone like two or three more innings based on how efficient he was just attacking the zone and the way the hitters looked. They did not look comfortable against Ross Stripling fastball was up to 94. He was kind of dotting corners. I just thought that Stripling was throwing so well that I immediately, it wasn't like once Alex Wood came in and started to struggle immediately. I did not like that Stripling was out and that Wood was in because you got to get through a whole game and just why not stick with the guy who's cruising? And I know you're cruising until you're not, but it's not like it was the third time through the order. He didn't even go through the order once. And so, look, I get it. When that lineup turns around and you've got Nimmo and you've got others, you know, they've got Lindor and Pete Alonso, but I didn't like taking out Stripling there. This is kind of the second time this season that I've made like a strong statement that I really didn't like a pitching decision. The other one was really early in the season. It also involved Ross Stripling. I didn't like keeping him in, but you know, Alex Wood came in and he just didn't have command of anything off speed, like the changeup or the slider, really. He was just able to command his four-seam fastball or sinker, I should say. And he ended up going an inning and two-thirds, gave up only two hits, but he walked four and he hit a batter and one of the hits was a homer. So it was just a brutal outing. He gave up five runs, four earned. Giants played some sloppy defense behind him. Luis Matos, kind of some rookie mistakes defensively. It was just a sloppy effort by the Giants, but to their credit, they're exhausted, I think. And you kind of just turn the page and try to survive to the All-Star game. And at the very least, they have an off day in the middle of this homestand here. Three games against the Mariners and then an off day. And then you play the Colorado Rockies, who are a bad team, and they're especially bad on the road to finish out the unofficial first half of the season and so it's just kind of survive through this mariner series get to that off day at home and then welcome the colorado rockies into town and hopefully take advantage and the mariners i i watched their last game they just won a series against the rays and so they're you know they're feeling good about themselves but their overall record is not great and they're kind of fighting for their playoff lives at this point point. 40 and 42 their five games Back in the wild card race and many, many more than that in the division. And I think people kind of overrated them coming into the year. Yeah, they're nine games back in the division and five back in the wild card race. And, and they're only 16 and 22 on the road and 16 and 29 against teams that are currently over 500. Whereas the Giants, by the way, are 23 and 18 against teams that are currently above 500. And they're both 23 and 19 at home and on the road and they have one of the better run differentials in the National League still it's just the Braves then the Dodgers and then the Giants are well and then the D-backs and then the Giants are behind them by one run. And so anyway, despite the beat, you know, burnt out and banged up narrative, they're still in decent position you just got to survive and push through and get to the all-star break but then they have a tough road trip coming out of the all-star break but at least they'll have four days off except for one player who is that one player it's the Giants all-star and who are the snubs as well we'll get into it in just a minute but first all right as promised who is the Giants all-star if you haven't heard by now I'm happy to tell you who it is in a minute. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day, every dayers. Tomorrow on the show, we will be discussing can the Giants sleep fast and come back? You know, Logan Webb is rested. They need Logan Webb to be Logan Webb tonight. Last start in Toronto, five runs in the first inning, settled in after that, but the game was basically lost immediately. And so they just they need Webb needs to put the team on his back today because they're going to be exhausted otherwise. You know, the rest of the team is going to be exhausted. He's the one who's rested. And so he needs to step up and have a big start, I think, today. Giants play the Mariners tonight at 645 Pacific. You can catch every pitch of the Giants hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Giants. So the Giants have only one all-star, which is kind of ridiculous given like everything I said about their position. As As I said, in the ESPN broadcast, they couldn't have cared less about kind of covering where the Giants are in their season and in the standings and all that, they kind of one time alluded to the hot June that they had, 18 and 8. Never once said, oh, they've got they've had the best record in baseball since May 1st. I don't know if they still do after this two and four trip, but it's not like that's set them back in a major way or anything. But the Giants have won All Star. They did mention it on their show late in the in the broadcast, but it's Camilo Doval, who is very much deserving. I mean, I, I, it's obvious. Like I don't have to make an excuse. There's some players who it's like, okay, well, you have to have one all star, so they picked this guy. That's not the case here. Camilo Duval has a 1.89 ERA. He's got a 34 percent strikeout rate. He's uh, got a 55 percent ground ball rate, and you know the peripherals are not such that we should expect him to have a 1.89 ERA, maybe something more in the mid to high twos, but that's still excellent. And I mean, in his career, he's got a two four, four ERA in 132 and two thirds innings. So Duvall has just arrived and thrived. His birthday is actually the 4th of July tomorrow. So happy early birthday to Camilo Duvall. He's just, he's going to be 26 on the 4th of July. So, Um, yeah. And then in terms of saves, he's, I don't, uh, he has 24 saves and two blown saves. And yeah, so he's been, I think he's tied for the national league lead. He only had 27 saves all of last season. So he's, he has almost as many already this season and he's just been lights out and more than deserving, but the giants had plenty of players who were deserving. You can make a case for Tyler Rogers who gave up his, you know, first earned run in a while yesterday. He also is has an ERA in the ones at 1.91, the expected ERA 1.86. So deserving of the great season that he's had. I mean, it's not fluky. Logan Webb also definitely deserving of being an all-star. Certainly when you look at some of the other pitchers who made it, you could say, well, why wasn't Webb in ahead of them? And probably the argument would be Every team needs a representative. And so, you know, sometimes you're going to see guys who are less deserving. It reminds me, last year, it was so ridiculous. Carlos Rodan didn't make the all-star team. And then he, I mean, just the, the dominant season he ended up having, it was ridiculous that he initially didn't make the all-star team, but he did make it in as a reserve. And also Tyro Estrada, J.D. Davis, and Lamont Wade Jr. all have a strong case, especially, I think... JD Davis when you look at who did make it from uh third base but also Tyro Estrada although Tyro has really been in a slump and his overall kind of offensive numbers are have come way down but because of defense and base running he's overall been one of the most valuable players in the National League by many metrics and also uh He's one of the better second basemen in the league by these metrics, if not number one. And Lamont Wade Jr., it's tough to make it as a first baseman. And when you're like a platoon guy who's playing first base, when you've got Freddie Freeman and Matt Olson and Pete Alonzo and guys like that, it's it would be tough for Wade to make it. But really, he's been very good and deserving. All of these guys are deserving. J.D. Davis, like I said, those are, the, those are the only ones. I wouldn't say there was any, anyone else who has a case, but yeah. So only only Camilo Duvall made it. I'm not surprised because the Giants get kind of no respect from anybody outside of Northern California, and that's just the way it's always been. And like I said, bittersweet because, I mean, uh, Camilo Duvall being a reliever is kind of the guy who probably needs rest the least because he... You know, only pitches one inning every several days on average, every couple days. And so, you know, the position players, I think, really need to get off their feet. And so the fact that the Giants have none going to Seattle, maybe there's some silver lining there that they need the rest really badly. Lastly, I just want to mention the heroics of Patrick Bailey in the first game of this series in New York. And the Mets beat reporter for MLB.com tweeting out when Patrick Bailey, you'll recall, hit a dramatic three-run homer in the eighth inning with the Giants down by two that gave them a one-run lead. Just a huge moment. And imagine if, like, the Giants easily could have been swept in the series if not for the uh that swing of the bat and then later a throw by Patrick Bailey. And what this guy tweeted out was, Somebody named Patrick Bailey just hit a three-run homer. I'm not quoting, but I'm quoting, quote, somebody named Patrick Bailey just hit a, and then end quote, and then he said something like, just hit a three-run homer with the Mets up by two to give the Giants the lead. And this just kind of exploded on Twitter because Giants fans, rightfully so, were like, somebody named Patrick Bailey you've been paying no attention and this just totally illustrates the point that the Giants get no attention or respect nationally despite having the best record in baseball for like two months and Bailey being a huge part of that and performing great offensively defensively and then he comes to New York and keeps doing what he's been doing and their beat reporters, like I have no idea who this guy is. Typical, typical, typical stuff. And then, just to add an exclamation point to Patrick Bailey's arrival on the scene in New York, uh, in the ninth inning with the Giants up by only one, and Camilo Duvall on the mount, uh, the mount, the mound, uh, Starling Marte was taken off from first with one out. And Patrick Bailey threw him out with just an incredible, incredibly quick exchange and throw down to second. And everybody was saying, I watched the Mets broadcast of this and the Giants, that Marte got a great jump at first and that Bailey was just exceptionally fast to deliver the ball. And it was a perfect strike to Schmidt, who tagged him out. And it was the first time the Mets had been caught stealing since May 10th. They had like 35 consecutive successful steal attempts. And so Bailey ended it and somebody named Patrick Bailey ended it. So I just thought that was funny and it did explode. But unfortunately, the Giants weren't able to keep that going as they did end up losing the series. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Lockdown Giants your first listen every day. Every day tomorrow on the show. Can the Giants sleep fast and can Logan Webb take his rest, you know, and take it to the mound, and turn the page from that rough start in Toronto and put the team on his back. We'll be breaking it down tomorrow. The Giants play... The Mariners tonight at 645 Pacific, and you can catch every pitch of the Giants' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app Search Giants. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspic. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot, so thanks in advance, and thank you to everyone who's done so already. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Yes, we're doing a show on the 4th of July, so look out, on, uh, look out for it tomorrow morning. So thanks again for listening. You are now Locked on Giants.